It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Monday, November 25th. I'm Donald Ware. Of course, we're going to wrap up week 13 of the HBCU football season. We had two teams lose in the playoffs. We had a conference championship decided and a spot decided in the Celebration Bowl and so much more on this Manic Monday. You know how we do. Let's step aside, take a break, come back with more of Manic Monday here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You've all gone the extra mile to revise this. We're in great shape for the client meeting. Thank you all. You're here for others. The urgent care is closed. Should we go to the ER? You know what? I know what to do. We're here for you. That is a little bit higher than normal, but medically, it's not a fever. Oh good, that's a relief. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) The client loved it. We're approved to move forward. Great job, everyone. Live fearless, North Carolina. Lot to get to on this Manic Monday edition of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Uh, a whole lot to get to, as a matter of fact. Let's take a look at the scoreboard, and I'm going to give you some thoughts that I have on various topics of conversation. Hampton ends its season, its first in the Big South, with a loss, 48-13 to over Monmouth. Uh, I would say a disappointing first season for Hampton. Uh, uh, No doubt about it when you talk about uh, some of the teams in the Big South, Monmouth uh, amongst one of the top teams uh, in the Big South. But I thought Hampton would do a a much better job in its first season. Alabama A&M ends its season with a 30-13 victory over Mississippi Valley State. Another step in the right direction for Connell Maynard and his crew down in Huntsville in his second season. Aquil Glass, of course, comes back next year. The quarterback for Alabama A&M. He's got a dynamite receiver in Ibrahim as well. Unfortunately, Jordan Bentley is a senior, the running back, but a marvelous season for Jordan Bentley. I expect him to be first team all swat. Arkansas Pine Bluff ends its season on a good note, 45-13 over Texas Southern. In the process, the Tigers go winless for 2019. And for Arkansas Pine Bluff, sort of an up-and-down season, but ends it the right way. And again, don't forget the report cards. Uh, My report cards come out beginning in a couple of weeks. And uh, I think Arkansas Pine Bluff is going to get a solid grade. Howard ends its season. Uh, uh, with a win, 20-15 over Morgan State. Interestingly enough uh, for the Bears, interesting. They, the Bears beat A&T, uh, expected to beat Virginia University of Lynchburg, blow them away, and then lose to a struggling Howard program. And uh, that's unfortunate uh, for the Bears. But for Howard, 
um, you know, we don't. What's the direction for Howard next year in terms uh, of a new head football coach? The Bison gonna have to start all the way over after having some success in 2017 and 2018. In the battle, the Aggie Eagle rivalry, North Carolina A&T defeats North Carolina Central 54 to nothing, had a chance to call this game. I did not see that coming at all. As a matter of fact, the Aggies have outscored the Eagles 99 to nothing in the last eight quarters, back-to-back shutouts. And for A&T, A&T, all the Aggies had to do was win would gain at least a share of the MEAC title, did that, and make their third straight trip to Atlanta and the Celebration Bowl, and a, a big-time win for a in the fashion in which the Aggies got it done. South Carolina State outlasted Norfolk State 20-17 to in overtime, so South Carolina State also shares the MEAC championship and this was a really good football game in Norfolk. Uh, the Spartans got down early, came back, took a lead. South Carolina State came back to tie, sent the game into overtime. South Carolina State gets a field goal first, stops Norfolk State, ultimately holds on to win this football game. Got to say congratulations to Buddy Pugh, the head football coach at South Carolina State, his seventh MEAC championship. Unfortunately for the Bulldogs, not going to the uh, Celebration Bowl because of the tiebreaker situation with A&T. And A&T, of course, won that game head-to-head, not going to the FCS playoffs as well. I know the Bulldogs uh, uh, thought they may have an outside shot, um, but unfortunately not going. But, you know, we got to give the big shout-out to Buddy Pugh because coming into last season, meaning prior to the 2018 season, It was announced or he announced that he was going to retire. South Carolina State has a pretty good season. I believe won four of its last five games to finish like five and six, but solid down the stretch. Coach Pugh said, hey, got a pretty good team coming back, had a pretty good ending of the season. Um, The South Carolina State as a university, Buddy Pugh agreed that he should come back. He did and ultimately wins another MEAC championship Uh, his seventh and first since 2014. And, you know, let me also say this. I think Buddy Pugos is one of the more underrated coaches. Uh, uh, You you talk about dean of coaches in the MEAC. He is that, but more underrated as well. I realize that uh, the program may not be where it once was when you go back, especially to the mid to latter part of the um, of the 2000s uh, when South Carolina State and Florida A&M were battling. I always remember uh, being in Orangeburg in 2009 when Florida A&M came, Curtis Pulley, all of those, that whole crew of, of the Rattlers came through and uh, South Carolina State held its ground, won that football game 35-20. to 20. That was a big-time football game. One of the best atmospheres in all of college football, pound for pound. It's not like that as much these days with South Carolina State. But Buddy Pugh's done a tremendous job to the point that we talk about the Celebration Bowl now. Back in 2011, the Celebration Bowl idea was approached, but it was really ultimately shot down. Why? Because South South Carolina State and even Bethune-Cookman at that time felt like those schools could have success in the FCS playoffs. And the idea 
was to win a national championship. Uh, ultimately, South Carolina State, uh, the program, um, you know, hit some hard times after 2013, 2014. Um, and ultimately, but the university stuck with, with Buddy Pugh. Buddy Pugh stuck it out, ultimately uh, got it done. And then we came up with the Celebration Bowl. It came to fruition with some sort of some backlash. I was one of those uh, that wasn't for the Celebration Bowl. I thought uh, that um, that certainly uh, the MEAC should get that automatic bid, try to win some playoff games. Although at that time, when the Celebration Bowl ultimately came to fruition in 2015, there weren't really strong programs that could make the push. Obviously, we see A&T now as the perennial power in the MEAC that could make some, possibly make some noise in the national playoffs. Um, but, you know, Buddy Pugh deserves a lot of credit, uh, well-deserved Congratulations to Buddy Pugh and the Bulldogs for sharing the MEAC championship. Tennessee State over Tennessee Tech, 37-27. to Tennessee State ends the season uh, with a victory. It's been a tough, tough season for Tennessee State, but not for Chris, no, uh, Chris Rowland, that is. The Box to Row National Player of the Week had 12 receptions for 148 yards and a touchdown. As a matter of fact, he leads FCS in multi-purpose yards, 1,949 yards. He leads FCS in terms of receiving yards, close to 1,500 receiving yards, and is second in the FCS in receptions with 104 receptions. He's getting it done, no question about it, despite the tough season by Tennessee State. Alcorn State left no doubt in the Soul Bowl, 41-6 to in front of more than 35,000 at Veterans um, stadium there in Jackson, Mississippi. Delaware State ends its season with a loss, 35-21 to at the hands of St. Francis. In the Florida Classic, I never saw this coming. Bethune-Cookman continues to have Florida A&M's number, 31-27 to over the Rattlers. You know, I, 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 I really thought that Florida A&M would win that game. Florida A&M can't be in the Celebration Bowl. Again, can't win the MEAC championship, but has an opportunity to be voted HBCU national champions. Well, at this point, I don't believe that that's going to happen. And, you get, I mean, if you're Florida A&M, you know, what is this, the eighth straight win by Bethune-Cookman in this Florida Classic? Uh, you know, if you're Florida A&M, you're Willie Simmons, you got to be sick because you're thinking, okay, we can't, you know, we can't participate in postseason. However, we could still be voted national champs. I doubt that's going to happen uh, at this point. We'll, of course, see on, uh, I'll mention uh, on tomorrow's HBCU Football Daily Podcast, uh, of course, the coaches and media polls, the Boxer Row coaches and media polls, and see where we stand after week 13. Ryan Stanley, I've been talking about him as an elite-level quarterback uh, in the MEAC for the last uh, two or three years through an interception down the stretch trying to lead Florida A&M back. Same thing happened last year. Um, and uh, so, boy, I know they got to be feeling uh, mighty bad there in Tala. Hassey. Final game, or a couple of more games, excuse me. Bowie State in the first round of the playoffs fell to Carson Newman, 17-9. to You know, I, I thought that Bowie State uh, would win this football game, hosting another first-round game. Uh, no doubt that Carson Newman is a perennial power, 
um, in Division Two. Uh, but if you're Bowie State, you go 11-0. That's a game you got to win. They just didn't get any offense. The defense was good. The defense has been good all year. I've been saying it all year, all year. That defense is really, really good. The defense was solid, just couldn't get enough going offensively for the Bulldogs as their season comes to an end at 11-1. Another team that was looking to challenge in the box to row media poll ultimately. And the final game, Miles fell to Lenore Ryan 36 to seven. Miles fell to Lenore Ryan 36 to seven in the first round of the Division II playoffs. I was saying that I thought it was going to be an uphill climb for Miles. Lenore Ryan uh, it remains undefeated, continued to get it done. Uh, but Miles, you got to tip your hat to Miles. First playoff appearance since 2012 uh, wins the SIAC championship ultimately. So I think that Miles is going to finish in the top 10 in the box to row media poll when it's all said and done. So that's the HBCU football daily podcast for manic Monday, a look at week 13 of the HBCU football season. And of course on tomorrow is takeaway Tuesday. Uh, but not only that uh, on the weekend edition of from the press box to press row had a chance uh, to catch up with a com- couple of former um, uh, HBCU players now playing in the National Football League. So tomorrow you're going to hear from Daryl Johnson, formerly of North Carolina A&T, really right now still the reigning box to row Willie Davis defensive player uh, of the year and uh, playing for the Buffalo Bills. So you, you will hear uh, from, uh, of course, Daryl Johnson on tomorrow. Don't keep the HBCU Football Daily Podcast a secret. Tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast where you can listen online at BoxToRow.com. You can also download the podcast to take with you at BoxToRow.com as well as iHeartMedia. Talk with you on Tuesday. First to bust.